so yeah, from kindergarten, like even before that, you know, you can still talk to preschool kids about consent. You know, you can, you can talk to kids, you can talk to young kids about this stuff. They understand and they're more willing to learn about it than they are when they're older, unfortunately, from what I've seen. So like, you got to start young, you got to start the kids young. And I just like, can't even imagine if there was like a full comprehensive, like fully comprehensive that does include racial justice and that includes like pleasure activism and women and LGBT uh, terminology that like how many kids like would grow up and would shine, you know? I think we would have a civil war all over again if uh, that was implemented. There would be all the parents taking their kids out of school. Can I tell you a secret? I'm listening. We don't know what the hell we're doing. Welcome to Flick the Bean Podcast. What's going on, guys? I don't get you women. (laughs) Cue the intro. Cue the intro. Hello, I wanted to mention a couple things before we get this episode started. So first, thank you for listening. Second, make sure you check out the description of this podcast episode because there is a list of places to donate towards the Black Lives Matter movement. Make sure you're still educating yourself. Make sure you're still educating others. You're responsible for yourself. So by improving yourself, Hopefully the world in general and as a whole can improve as well. So I'm excited for my next guest to come on. Hopefully you guys enjoy and here we go. Let's get started. It's said on the thing that you live in Tampa. Is that right? I do. Yes. Uh, I can only imagine how hot it is down there. It's so fucking hot. Like I I was funny. I was spray painting furniture before you called outside and it's just so fucking hot out like. It's like 100 degrees. Oh, I think it's like 80 here right now. I live in Ohio. Oh, so. Oh, okay. My, yeah. my boyfriend's mom is from Ohio. Oh, like where around? In, uh, right outside of Cleveland. Oh, okay. In, uh, Parma? Parma. Oh, Parma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm headed to Cleveland tomorrow, actually, oh, um, to visit my family. But I live in Columbus now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, You wouldn't know where, but I'm in the Youngstown area right now because... I'm mm-hmm. helping my aunt with the garage sale. It's like three hours away from Columbus. Okay. Um, yeah, yesterday my aunt was like, can you help me with my garage sale? I'm like, okay, yeah. So I came, <laughs> o- I went over there at 9 a.m. And then she's like, yeah, I have to leave for work at noon. This all needs to be done by like 630. <laughs> and oh no- nothing was done except for like the tables that were set out. So she leaves uh, actually at 11 and... It took me 12 hours. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I ended up Did leaving Did you sell there. things? Today, uh, yeah, yeah. We sold some mm-hmm. stuff. It's, like, it's really hit or miss. I feel like a yeah. garage sale, it's, like, a family garage sale we have going on. So, we she lives in a cul-de-sac. Um, oh, yeah. So, it's, like, an, a Yeah, another family was doing it. Mm-hmm. So, that makes it a little bit better. I think I mm-hmm. only made... I think I made like $30, <laughs> but, but you should sell on like let go or something, you know, you know, let go and mm-hmm. like offer up and stuff. I've been like obsessed with that recently because we moved my boyfriend. And I just moved. So I'm like trying to really decorate the place. So I've just been like yeah. hunting for furniture like hours a day. <laughs> I'm one of those people that, um, 
I get very impatient. So I'll just spend yeah. more money buying something at a store, which I hate about yeah. myself. Like, I love thrift shopping, but I'm also super impatient. So then I'll just end up like quitting and going into an H&M or something and buying clothes. Yeah, same though. I'm like already like pissed off. I can't find these pillows that like I want for my chair and I've been looking for like two days. And I've almost bought some at World Market, that online mm-hmm. store. Almost did. But I was like, oh, I'm going to keep trying because they're expensive. I know. I'm like... That was when I um when I moved to Columbus, I uh I was like in between houses staying at someone else's house. So I put all my stuff in a storage unit and then I moved in with a roommate in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So she already had the furniture, she, she already had like a lot of stuff. So I have a whole house in my storage unit right now <laughs> and I'm trying to get rid of it, but I don't want to get <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get rid of all of it because um I have like a vintage couch that I really, Ooh. really like. Yeah, but I don't nice. want to sell it. Yeah. And then I have a dining yeah. set that I really like as well. And I don't want to get rid of that because I got it for like 10 bucks <laughs> at like <laughs> a garage sale. Yeah, yeah. That's it, good. Yeah. Was, Maybe I should try looking for, at some garage sales in the area or something, looking at that too. Yeah. I just don't know how to find any. <laughs> I know some people are literal pros at a thrift shopping and garage sale shopping yeah I saw like a piece of furniture that looked decent on the side of the road and I was like to my boyfriend like should we get it and he's like no we're not gonna get furniture I'm like are you seriously shaming people for doing that people find like amazing things that you know people just like Mm -hmm. toss on the side you know for somebody to pick up because they don't want to deal with that anymore yeah my aunt refurbishes stuff like that so anything Mm -hmm. she finds on the side of the road she'll uh take it and flip it kind of and then sell Uh it so that's always nice that's smart absolutely um but i guess we should introduce you uh if you want to introduce yourself i guess you can do that Sure. Okay. My name is Lindsay. Um, I'm 25 years old and I live in Tampa, Florida, and I am a sex educator. In the fall, I will be pursuing a master's program, a master's of education in human sexuality at Widener University. So I'm really excited to start that and get like my official, you know, it's not like a certification, you know, but like official degree, I guess, in human sexuality. Okay. So how did you get into that? Just sex ed? Yeah, like how did you discover that was your passion? So I like went through a lot of steps to try to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and kind of just what direction I wanted to go in. When I was in college, I was really, I was always like an activist. I did a lot of like social justice type oriented um, activities. Like I interned at the American Civil Liberties Union and stuff throughout college and everything and went like on like LGBT service trips, you know, in different parts of the country throughout from my college. But I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to do, I studied political science and international studies because I wanted to like be an advocate lawyer, like an advocacy lawyer. But then I was like, I don't know if I want to go to law school because, you know, you can do a lot of advocacy work without a law degree. So I just held off for a little bit on it. And then I got into the field of education a few years ago and I really I taught second grade students and I really loved it. And I kept noticing how impactful education was, of course, on the kids and even just like 
not sex education necessarily. I was a general ed teacher, but to even teaching children something as simple as consent is just you're just amazed at how easily they're able to grasp the concept and how much it sticks with them. So I really saw the impact of teaching things like that. So I decided to just like peruse the field a little bit of sex education more. And, you know, I was like, this is something I really could see myself doing, you know, and and making an impact on other people's lives. So that's kind of just how I got started and got into it. Now I have a blog and like getting my master's and stuff. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm not sure... Did you find my account or did I find your account on Instagram? I'm not sure how it happened, but we follow each other somehow. Um, and, and I saw your stuff popping up. And I think you commented in one of my posts. Then I looked into you. I'm like, wow, yes. this, this uh, person seems really cool. And then I read your uh, bio and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Like, I don't I don't know any person that is actually pursuing a degree in uh, human sexuality. Mm-hmm. Everyone always just kind of calls themselves a master of sex um but they're but they're <laughs> <I know>. not <laughs> uh like yeah. education and stuff like that yes. um that's odd. like I wish I could educate um like I've never been a person that's wanted to be a teacher or wanted to mm-hmm. um I guess uh spend my life educating kids um so the fact that you are literally like educating kids that are going to be our future um is really inspiring and awesome like kids nowadays i'm not kids sex i guess nowadays um is so taboo and absolutely um, and i guess there's a lot of questions around it and if we were taught at a younger age like example consent and it's okay Mm -hmm. it's okay to have sex like it's okay to want sex um i know when i was growing up it was always very like frowned upon um yes I don't, which is weird because I feel like my parents were very like open, yeah. but they also are just like, you're, well, you're not allowed to do that. It's open, like, but it's not open, you know? Yeah. Y- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But some parents are literally just like, shut it down. You can't show uh-huh. any sexuality. Like, don't talk to me about dating. Just don't date <laughs> or yeah, any of that. It's a real problem. <laughs> obviously it's I have so many things to say about like parents like that you know unfortunately it's it is true and what happens is that I think parents need to be need to be taught too when their kids are at a younger age that it's okay to teach them about these things and that they should be and that if children ask questions then we need to be honest we need to answer them like uh what's really important is actually teaching children the correct um, names for body parts mm. and not just like you know PP or whatever like we need to like say the proper names um, for body parts for smaller kids because it normalizes them more and it's not just like how do I explain it like a fantasy concept almost you know what I mean like it's not real like when you give it like when you give like genitalia nicknames like that you know so parents do have work to do in terms of like having to teach their kids about sex because it's a necessary topic it's you have to like you have I can't stress that enough for parents you you have to teach your kids about sex or else they're gonna learn it from somewhere else like um, and the weird channels on YouTube (laughs) yeah and like you know like porn that may not be like ethical or maybe you know like insensitive to women and racially Mm -hmm. insensitive you know like 
children are very much heavily influenced and young adults and teens are heavily influenced by that. And they, and they get this perception of sex that isn't accurate, you know, especially in regards like one. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Especially women, especially young girls in regards to their own pleasure. Um, in terms of like porn, because it's like never shows like woman getting off and never shows like how to pleasure a woman, you know, they just like assume they just, get off there's no asking there's no you know there's really no asking there's no consent either in porn there's yeah there's pre-consent before but not during it so you don't see that when you're a child no a lot of I think a lot of porn is just like dominating the woman um Mm -hmm. and it's really just sex ends when the man comes there's exactly how how it is and how we're taught like I forget, I think I made a post about it or I was talking to someone about it. Just imagine, like, if a woman comes first and they're like, okay, I'm done. Like, the reaction of the guy would be hysterical. I've thought about doing that before, but, like, for me, it's always, like, it's a satisfaction to see them finish because it shows that, like, I'm like, okay, I did that to you. (laughs) That's like, And that's, like, honestly, like, like, women are, like, unfortunately conditioned to to do that, too, because, like, men, when do you, like... When do you see men, like, I'm saying in porn, do that? Like, when do you, you know, like, when do you see men being like, okay, like, I'm so glad that you finished. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always yeah. just like, oh, my God, you're coming on my face. I'm so happy you are. It's not like, you know, like, men, you know, like, being like, okay, yeah. like, what can men I do are, now, yeah. you know? Men aren't like, come on my face. <laughs> exactly. Let me, let me Where's that represent? Yeah. yeah, where is that porn represent? I want that type of porn, not like not that and that's just like not healthy for children for not that watching porn isn't healthy or anything but like watching porn that's not ethical and that's not true is like a problem and it is like what's the word like distorting reality yes yeah especially with kids because you know I found out about sex pretty much through porn and my view on sex was definitely distorted at first you know before I like really started learning more about it um, because like I didn't get any education and my parents like didn't really talk about it with me. My parents are really open and they're really happy. I'm being a sex educator now, but they were not like at all, like open about talking about sex. Like, no, no <laughs> not at I, all. <laughs> I can understand as a parent how, um, uncomfortable that would be talking to their, the child that they birthed and raised and watched them play in the mud and eat dirt and then they're, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're being penetrated or they're penetrating someone now and uh, having the grasp of that idea. I understand why yeah. it is a taboo topic in that sense. But, I mean, yeah, what you said earlier, normalizing, um, like, genitalia, normalizing that kind of stuff um, just makes them better in the long run. It's like uh, yeah. alcohol in a way. Like, I know America, yeah. our age limit is 21. But mm-hmm. when did you start drinking, though? <laughs> was it at 21? Like 6, 15, 6, 16, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely not yeah, at 21. Same. And you don't do it in front of the parents. You go off and go to other people's houses or houses mm-hmm. you don't know. Um, and it just makes it an unsafe environment for everybody. Absolutely. The, the households that I know that started letting their kids drink, like, at that age, just a little bit, like, around the family, um, mm-hmm. they're just way more responsible with alcohol. And uh, yeah, by the time they get to college, they're not, like, um, drunk on the side of the road in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're more equipped to handle those types of situations. And, 
you know, sex should definitely just be like a normal subject that people can talk about because it is the only like, it's a really true consistency in everyone's lives in some aspect, whether or not you're finding out about your sexuality or even finding out that you're asexual, sex impacts everybody's life, everybody's. So it needs to, you know, be talked about. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it it's universal, you know, it affects everyone, it impacts everyone. And what it also does is that there's domino effects in terms of, um, you know, like sexual relations and sexuality. There's so many different interconnected webs of sexuality affecting other parts and aspects of life that literally if you can have a conversation with a child about sex that a lot of their other aspects of life are going to be like positive you know as long as that talk on sex is positive as well yeah and I think um our culture's getting getting extremely better at um accepting other sexualities and like being asexual wasn't really a thing for the longest time it's like Mm -hmm. no you just can't find someone to have sex with like that's the things people would say and then those people would feel very insecure by the fact that they're not they don't have those same desires um sexually as others and then even now we're just like well they don't date how do you date if you're asexual there's so many um again education is so important important Mm -hmm. because people aren't really educated um absolutely uh, growing up, I had a lot of um, LGBTQ uh, friends, mm-hmm. so I feel I feel like they just um, just kind of surrounded me with that. Uh, so it's not weird for me, um, but then again, like I wasn't really surrounded by um, any like uh, transgender people or anyone that considers themselves trans in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. Um, so. I'm not even, I'm not educated very much about that. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you, did you see the, um, the role that was put into effect with the healthcare systems? Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) So I guess pretty much what's happening right now is that there's a role put into effect that um, allows healthcare systems to discriminate against Mm -hmm. sex. So if you Mm -hmm. consider yourself trans, they can actually deny you healthcare. Um, which I yeah. feel like has always been a problem, but now it's just like, here you go. We don't care about you. We're going to save more money by not helping you, <laughs> um, which is becoming a problem. Yeah. But then on the flip side, they also made it so you can't discriminate in the workplace, um, against trans yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. They just did that. Yeah. Uh, they just, so I they guess... just, the Supreme Court It's going to have to go to the Supreme Court, I'm sure, you know, yeah. at this point. Uh, because that seems to be the outlet where things are actually happening. And I'm always a firm believer in the Supreme Court because I wanted to be a lawyer Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be challenged if it isn't already by the ACLU and other, I'm sure, other organizations. And I'm sure that it's going to be challenged in court because it does discriminate on the basis of sex. So, yeah, well, it's unfortunate. I hope, you know, things change rapidly, but, you know, and unfortunately in our country that's not necessarily how it works no to make true systemic change it takes a while it sucks which i've been talking to to a lot of people yeah yeah yes um especially since you keep fighting yeah everything that's going on right now with not just um the like lgbtq uh communities and um Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. uh, people will ask 
my opinion and i'm like i really want to say this what we're doing right now is going to change like make a big change currently but I, it's i don't think it will because mm-hmm. it, it took gen it took um a while just to get from uh the civil rights movement to now which mm-hmm. there's still there's still like systemic racism and all that kind of stuff absolutely but it's improved in a way um but we still have so much farther to go and we yeah. might not we might not see that in our generation there's a lot of things that need to happen and to in to be put in place to, you know, like me to have some sort of like severance for the black community, like private prisons need to be abolished. And, you know, there needs to be so many crimes investigated. I'm sure we investigated, I'm sure about, you know, black people being unfairly put in prison for first crimes that they did not commit. And second, nonviolent drug offenses where somebody, if they were white would get probation and somebody who's black, it's, you know, 25 years in prison. It's just insanity. It's insane. The legal system is just effed in this country and so racially, like, motivated. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I just hope that it continues because I have been, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of black folks or the black community at all, but I have just been seeing on Instagram that, like, yeah, the marshes are happening. Like, where are they now? Are they still happening? Like, what's going on? Like, how are we still continuing to make sustained change? You know, how are we still fighting? Are we going to city council meetings? Are we showing up in our local communities? You know, are we supporting black businesses? Are we, you know, stepping down and letting black voices be heard? You know, especially in like leadership positions. Because mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot about Joe Biden possibly picking a person of color. Um, yes, a woman specifically too. Yes, yeah, yes, a woman, a woman person of color, and like I love Elizabeth Warren. Like I was supporting her in the primary, um, and like all these people like are just like you know still want her to be vice president because because she is progressive and she does support racial justice policies. However, like. That's the point. There needs we need to lift people of color up in these mm-hmm. types of positions. Like that's the whole point. That's what they're asking for. And like we're not listening by saying, okay, we're still going to let a white person be vice president, but they're going to be like racially sensitive. You know what I mean? But it's like yeah. no, it's not about that anymore. It's no. about lifting a person of color up into a position of power like that. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really understand um people i don't know people don't like to see act like they're they don't like to admit that they are ignorant um (sighs) but i mean at the end of the day like you and me being white we can just ignore what's going on and go back to our normal day-to-day lives and of course like black people do not have that option exactly Um, my friend gets really she has um her one side of the family that's extremely like anti black lives matter movement, Mm, but they uh have, they have black family family members. So they're like, well, we're not racist because my nephew's black. Um, so they'll use him as their like token black person to show that they're not (laughs) racist, but then they're completely against, uh, the movement because their mentality is, um, well, we struggled, too. Like, we struggled growing yeah. up. So, yeah. like, they can deal with it because we deal with it. And and uh, the point that my friend made was, like, you don't go into a supermarket and you don't get followed around. Like, you don't exactly. get – you don't literally get um, 
looked over because of the color of your skin. There's so many yeah. things that people don't think of. Like, you don't have to worry about being targeted um, exactly. because of the color of your skin. So there's exactly. a lot. Uh, when this whole thing kind of started happening, I really, like, took a moment and I wanted to educate myself first be- before posting ev- anything because mm-hmm. that's, what every- that's what everyone started to do. Everyone started to post yes. whatever whatever they saw. And I know, like, yes. they care, but I just wanted to make sure that I was putting the facts out because I feel like when situations like this happen, there's so much um, misinformation that gets spread like wildfire yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um and I really I got really emotional about it the other night talking uh to my one friend who's a who's a Trump supporter oh man <laughs> yeah yeah I got super emotional <laughs> I was like crying in the bar <laughs> I was just Aww. like why don't you want to help uh, not him I wasn't targeting him but I was just like why why is society like this why aren't we making these changes um like he just he's not very active in uh He's not active politically, but he has his political views. Privilege. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Definition of privilege. I know to he's going to listen to this. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, bro. Whoever no. you are, like, you're privileged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait for him to hear this because I talk about it all the time. I use him as an example because he's, like, such a genuine good person, but, like, it's different being born on a pedestal kind of like you don't even realize you were born on a pedestal but you are (laughs) and you should use that you should use that to help other people you should use that to lift other people up and Mm -hmm. um like I've I was raised in a family that really they they love helping others and they're um Mm -hmm. like my one aunt goes to Guatemala on mission trips all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um she's always looking for ways to help out her community and other communities Mm -hmm. So I have that mentality as well. But when this whole thing happened, I just really wanted to be like, how can I change myself forever? Like, how can I change yeah. myself? Not just now, not just educate myself now, but in the long run. Because, of course, like, okay, I made that post. I watched that documentary. Mm-hmm. I went to a protest. I donated some money. Yeah. But it can't end there. And no. that's what exactly. everybody did. Exactly. It can't being white and being anti-racist is like an everyday 24-7 job to unlearn the systemic and like the the whiteness of our culture basically to unlearn that every single day because it's so ingrained in our entire culture and you know if white folks want to like really really like be a be an ally and be supportive like they need to understand they need to do the work themselves and I appreciate you doing the work themselves because we don't need to be asking black folks what we need to be doing if that makes sense like they have already dealt so much and they have done so much emotional labor um that they don't need to especially right fucking sorry right now with everything no, okay. that's happening you can curse all like, you want okay <laughs> the, the black like with BLM and every and you know, like they don't want to die and, you know, why people just have to stop like sliding into black sex educators and black educators DMs yeah. and asking like, what can I do when like Google it? Like y- you can do the work yourself. Yeah. Sometimes um, they don't even know themselves. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not it's like, like, I don't even want to talk about it, you know, it yeah. sh- shouldn't have to, you know, it's yeah. our job. We created the system. Now we have to, you know, we, we really have to work to dismantle it, <laughs> you know? The uh, comments section on any social media platform has been, um, huh. like, on fire lately. Oh, I've yeah. been, I'll go through and read the comment, se- comment section on um, some things. Like, I've been trying to 
um, listen in on when Trump gives a speech on something and Joe Biden and the comment section is just it fuels me with so much rage and Mm -hmm. sadness and it's like I want to comment so bad but then that becomes a part of the problem Uh, these people that are putting whatever they want in the comment section just to uh, get a reaction out of other people and then it becomes just like Mm. hate on hate on hate and um, I definitely posted this the other day but I wish I wish like all social media can disable their comment section for an extended period of time just to see mm-hmm. how it changes um how social media is oh no. yes you're there okay yeah sorry uh, okay, you're like okay. froze okay can, can you hear me now okay um but yes. yeah like i said i just wish uh social media all social like twitter instagram facebook they can disable yeah. their comments just for a little bit to see how it changes the culture of social media in general Mm-hmm. like you actually have to like watch the video (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like instead of just like starting getting like sidetracked and like the comments that are just like flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing up you know like you like actually watch the video you know see what's happening or yeah and if you want to hate on a person then you have to I don't know call them up or slide into their DMs (laughs) and that's more personal people like to hide in the comment section um if you Like, I know a lot of people are nice in the comments, but a person remembers the negative things more than they remember the positive things. And uh, they always say, like, don't read the comments of your own content because you'll just be, like, disappointed. So, I mean, (laughs) I just (sighs) I just thinking I just like there's somebody who commented on my post that said I I posted like a Black Lives Matter and like um, post and um, like just like a little argument on black lives versus all lives matter and why the all lives matter argument is just like complete bullshit um and like and just tore it apart you know and someone commented all lives matter and like I was salty I literally like screenshot I don't know if you saw it I screenshot them I tagged them in an Instagram story and I'm like you gonna do this huh you really gonna do I'm calling out racist on my profile like why this is happening why be a part of the problem? There's you. I doubt they're doing anything in their life, any good in their life. They just want to yeah. hide in the comment section, being ignorant, <laughs> ignorant little bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't, I don't hide. Racists aren't racists. Can't be hidden anymore in 2020. This is like, I love the culture right now. That's like we are calling out racists and getting fired in 2020. That's like my favorite thing that is happening right now. It's yeah. just like seeing all the racists like just like getting fired from their jobs because they say like horrible racist shit on the internet yeah 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 um i watched the show how to get away with murder i don't know if you know what that is i Um, do i've watched like the first season so so i'm not like very versed in it i'm up to date on netflix so i think that's season six on netflix Um, oh my god the main What? what i love about that show is how strong the main character is um her name Viola is Annalise Keating. Yeah, but yeah, yes. Vi- Annalise yeah. Keating. Yes, yes. Um, the okay. there's always just not only is it like a main female uh, character, but it's a black woman that yes. has so much power. And um, I look at her and I'm just like, wow, I'm inspired by your character. You're amazing. And I think I kids shouldn't watch that show because it's not good for kids. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, like a, a black girl going through high school, I think that'd be like, or college, a really good show to watch because it just shows like how powerful these black female characters are. 
in the reason yeah the reason i brought that up is because the last episode i watched um she's there's just stuff going down uh the the supreme court's involved all that kind of stuff Mm. and uh viola davis um does a speech in front of the press just saying like you like you racist people you can't hide anymore we are we are coming for you and we are Mm. taking you down and i thought the speech was perfect for this time i don't know when they made the show but they apparently knew this was coming Um, yeah it's everything we've been talking about pretty much just like you're scared because i'm a powerful black woman Mm -hmm. um you can't take you can't tear me down anymore i'm coming for you exactly and that's awesome that's like what the communities now are doing um we're all uniting and going for those that are for division and uh trying to divide yeah absolutely i i need to watch that speech then i need to i like that show and i'm sure it's like 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 Shonda Rhimes just is everything awesome. Like, I, did you watch Scandal? No, I watched part of oh, it, okay. but not not Scandals. enough of it. I like I love um what's her name? Uh, Carrie Washington. She's awesome, and she's another like powerful black figure as well, like black woman as well in the show. And yeah, she's definitely like a uh definitely like a very like 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 an Annalise Keating like very powerful uh black woman I think that's awesome that they just they're highlighting that yeah yeah absolutely I, I've been all about just like you know what just kick ass girl just like just, yes let's just kick ass everywhere <laughs> let's yes. get rid of all these assholes in the world um uh, these assholes that supposedly are about uniting the country, but everything they do and everything they stand for is about dividing, which is what I, I don't get how they can make that argument when it's like, you literally don't care about your neighbors. You only care about yourself, let alone the bigger picture. Yeah. Or your white friends, you know, to not your neighbor, not your black neighbors or anything like that. You know, it's just like make America great again, but it's just not, it's, it's but was dividing. it ever great? No, it was never. It was never great. I will stand by that argument until the day I fucking die. Is that America was never a good country? I'm sorry, but like the, I will stand by that. <laughs> yeah, what that statement is saying is let's go back and not go forward. That's like what that says to me. You're like, yeah, what are you? What are you trying to progress? What are you trying to improve for everybody, not yeah. just you or not just the wealthy? Yeah. Absolutely, exactly. I don't know. We have a lot of work, but hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, this, this kind of sparked uh, something in a lot of other individuals. Um, I think so. Yeah, which I think it did because I know, like, for the last, um, I guess, uh, peak in the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, which how, how many years ago was that? When um, what's his? I forget when it was like really peaked. Was it Eric Gardner? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it kind of fizzled away again. Um, I remember when that happened, and I wasn't very active in it. But I also think mm. that I was uh, younger, and again, I was taking care of myself. I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking about anyone else. And now that it's um, happened again, I just feel like I have a broader perspective, and I just, yeah, I, don't know. I just want to help other people grow. If I can't, like, totally. if I'm able to. There's so many things you can do as a person to uh, help other people. Absolutely. But I guess we can kind of go back into the sex topic. Yeah, sure. It <laughs> we is got serious. 
Yeah. Can't talk about sex without racial justice, too. Absolutely. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, you can't talk about sex without racial justice. And, you know, it's so hard. Like, I'm just like, are schools, like, really going to be for, like, I hope some schools, like, I want, like, a very radical sex education programs in schools, like, K to 12. So, like, that includes a lot of things. It's like it like it should be a whole subject that you teach every single day to students like you know what I mean yeah. yes you can like when was the last time you learned like you did the um like what's it called the like one of those theorems theorem. yes like when was the last <laughs> yeah. time you ever did that in like in our adult lives but like sex sex is probably a lot more shows up a lot more in our lives than like these math problems that are obsolete now so, yeah, from kindergarten, like, even before that, you know, you can still talk to preschool kids about consent. You know, you can you can talk to kids. You can talk to young kids about this stuff. They understand, and they're more willing to learn about it than they are when they're older, unfortunately, from what I've seen. So, like, you got to start young. You got to start the kids young. And I just, like, can't even imagine if there was, like, a full comprehensive, like, fully comprehensive that does include racial justice and that includes like pleasure activism and women and LGBT uh, terminology that like how many kids like would grow up and would shine you know I think we would have a civil war all over again if um, that was implemented there would be all the parents taking their kids out of school moving to another part of the country and just being like we're no longer America (laughs) we're we're gonna start a whole new country yeah they can go they can go they can teach to their you know their their kids whatever you know they can teach their kids what they want but don't expect them to listen (laughs) yeah yeah I mean we have parents that uh get upset when teachers educate their students about evolution still oh i know yeah oh yeah i love yep i'm sure did you grow up in ohio yeah yeah so i was actually born in florida um, okay but i moved to new jersey and um i was there for a while and then i ended up in florida i mean not florida ohio because that's where all my family's from for the most part so i i was i grew up in the same school system okay would you where'd you lose me oh okay no I think I heard grew up in the same school system yeah yeah so <laughs> That's I grew up, yeah um all my life like I didn't have to move schools and I grew up in a very uh kind of conservative predominantly white neighborhood uh just like I wanted to like see if you grew up in a more like conservative state because like yeah. Florida didn't teach me like anything about like sex ed their their oh. sex ed program is still a freaking joke um, so I am, um, I have one memory of a, or two memories of a sex ed class and one was in fourth grade. The girls <laughs> got separated from the guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The girls, I learned what a pad was. I learned what a tampon was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you don't use tampons until you're a little bit older. You start off with pads. This is how you use it. Um, and that's it. Um, wow. and then come seventh grade I think we had one class where it was both it was um both girls girls and boys and I can't even remember anything about it like there might have been a diagram I don't know I just remember (laughs) laughing slideshow (laughs) yeah maybe I have no memory of that it was just always um 
you just can't talk about it. And that's kind of one reason why I started this podcast because um, I wanted to, I don't know, like I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, very educated on everything, but I want to learn about it and I want to learn from people like you and I don't want it to be so taboo. Um, and I just want to be able to talk to, I guess, other people about it. And we have so much to learn about everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everyone just Absolutely. needs to be more open. I know. I agree. You have to be like, I feel like eventually people will be, you know, like, as you know, the more sex is talked about in a non-taboo way, you know, like not even non-taboo way. Like the, you talk about sex more, the less it becomes taboo type situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the same, hopefully, you know, with women's nipples, like hopefully one day Instagram won't flag a picture Oh because there's like women's nipples in there, you know. <laughs> I, I, that's like, just so ridiculous. Um, it is. <laughs> I have followed this girl that has um, her hang it on the wall. If anyone wants to follow her, she it's private. She promotes uh, just female bodies in general. She literally mm-hmm. just posts um, like naked pictures of them. She'll blur out the nipples and blur out the genitalia. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all that much. And she actually had like a warning against her. Um, Cause maybe there's like part of a nipple showing in one of the photos or something like that. I'm like, that's yeah. crazy. That You're just teaching wow. women to be ashamed of their bodies. Yep. Instagram is anti, like anti-woman, anti-LGBT, anti-black, like all of their, all of that, all the creator shit gets flagged, you know, like, I am like, lucky that none of my shit's gotten flagged yet, you know, Um, but I'm I'm lucky, you know, in that sense, because, you know, Instagram, I've seen so many, like, fellow sex educators of mine, like, having their accounts disabled after they worked, like, so hard on them, Um, getting, like, getting the followers, and, you know, educating people on topics that are really important, and, like, people need like want to learn about like people people there's obviously a need for it and interest for like learning about uh like bdsm and other topics but instagram like shuts them down they have to be so careful you know you shouldn't have to tiptoe around subjects that's like not free speech i know we're using their platform but i mean you shouldn't have to tiptoe around a point in order to make like your point i mean if people can be explicitly sexist and racist on those platforms Mm -hmm. why can't we talk about that exactly yeah but it reminded me of the post going around with like professionals and unprofessionals if you look like look up like professional haircut oh mm -hmm. yeah and it shows all that like female uh not white uh men Mm -hmm. and females their hair and then unprofessional is black people in there and i'm like what that's (laughs) how is that even possible i didn't think that was real but then i looked it up like no that's not real i looked it up yeah that's absolutely wow Um, another sort of systemic racist you know subtle subtle racism is the new like well not mainly there's a there's a book called like um it's about called colorblind like racism that's like basically like it's not like separate but equal anymore there's not like white water fountains and black water fountains but it's still ingrained in our system yeah you know like that that's the subtle ways that racism still ingrained and like um the fact that um on like some stores like walmart or something the black beauty products and black hair products are locked up 
Yeah, I and didn't even know that. I, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't either. I was ignorant and like I didn't even think of that, you know. Yeah. But now when it's being shown, I'm like, holy shit! Wow. Yeah, I had no That's idea. Fucked up. <laughs> Honestly, though, I have a. Fe- I don't think my Walmart was like that because I re- I would go into like that section every so often and pick up stuff that I liked from there. And I don't think anyone was ever locked up. Um, But I guess in larger communities, maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember where that post originated from. But, like, the fact that exists is just crazy. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen that. But I'm hyper aware of it now. No, I am too. I think everybody is. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but not before. I I I couldn't remember, probably, I would say. But now I'm, like, hyper-aware, like, if I walk into, like, a convenience store or whatever, and I'm, like, looking at hair products, yeah. you know, and I, you know, I haven't seen anything in Tampa yet, but hopefully I won't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen anything in living in Columbus. Um, but, again, maybe I just don't see it because I don't have exactly, to worry about it. Exactly, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had this girl today come in and talk to us for like an hour and a half in the tent it was like one of those girls that just wanted to talk and talk and talk and talk Uh. about her life and like how great her life is but then she would like catch herself Mm -hmm. and be like not to talk about me but then kind of continue talking about herself (laughs) the whole time like my husband's a lawyer we have that really nice house that's down the road like do you know that you should know that house one of those people wow yeah one um, of those apparently she grew up in the country and and i said how um how I've always enjoyed cities more and been more of a city girl. And she just like looks at me and she's like, no, you're not. You're just too young to know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that I'm a city girl. And I just wanted, I got like taken aback because um, that's always been a pet peeve of mine because I look young. You just assume you know everything about me. I know there's the things like, oh, you'll understand more of that when you're older, like joint pain and um, <laughs> yeah. wanting, wanting to have kids and that kind of stuff. Your 401k. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you don't know my life. I lived in uh, Newark, New Jersey. I don't know. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I know. I knew, yeah, I know New York. Yeah. So that's, like, that's where a lot of people go to get into New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived there. I lived in the city. I know. I loved it. Like, well, that place was the ghetto. You don't want to live in Newark, New Jersey. Um, that place was not very good. Um, but I've always loved the city. I've always gone to cities and stayed there. My one family member lives right outside of New York City. So it's like, don't don't tell me that I'm a country person. Because <laughs> I know I'm yeah. not. Yeah. That's always been a problem with me. I just People come up and they just assume things about me because I'm young. Mm-hmm. So... Everyone that's close to me knows this. Um, when I I don't have a job right now because of COVID, it was like mm-hmm. a weird between the transition, but I worked at a gym for three years and mm-hmm. um, nobody really at the gym or nobody that came in knew my age because I always kept it. Um, I didn't, I didn't, when they asked me, I wouldn't tell them because the second that I gave them a, a number, that's the number that I was stuck with and. That's the label I was given, uh, and most people would assume I'm well, I'm only 21. So mm-hmm. most people would assume I was older because I was always, um, I don't know, I have good work, work ethic. I worked at the gym full time. I worked at Victoria's Secret 15 to 25 hours a week. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't want them coming in assuming I'm like a 21-year-old that lives with her parents and doesn't know anything about life. I'm like, no, like, don't judge me by my age. So I always did that. I know that was a little bit off topic, but that just reminded me today at the garage sale uh, when she said that to me, why, why I don't tell my age because my aunt told yeah, me how old no. I was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've gotten that too. I'm pretty like, I was strong headed for 21 too. And I've definitely gotten the you're too young, you know, you'll understand when you're older, but it's like, no, I understand now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm more I'm aware enough to know about these things yeah. now. But you I'm know? also doesn't necessarily matter your age. I'm also very aware that I have so much to learn. Like I'm not one of those people yeah. that's like, no, I know everything. I'm just saying I know myself now. I know how I've always been. Like I I've always liked living in the city, but that's like a small example. But I'm also a person that loves listening to people that are like, Let me tell you uh, what I went through between the ages of 20 and 50 years old like this is what yeah you could possibly expect so I'm like wow like thank you for that wisdom I'll take it into consideration and see how it matches up with my life yeah rather than just someone telling you what you think like what they think that you should do yeah you know what I mean or what they yeah, yeah. I had I had so, one friend who was literally only like five years older than me and um, at the time I was in high school and she was like almost at the end of college mm-hmm. and all she ever did was tell me what to do I would say yeah you know I'm thinking cool. about doing this and she's like no don't do that that's dumb I know because I'm older sometimes you have to make like your own mistakes and you have to do your like, things your way to really like get perspective and see so like even if somebody gives you advice or whatever and tells you like to do something you don't have to take it like that's just like a thing like you don't have to do it like you can do what you want, you know, and like, whatever the consequences are, you'll learn from them. You know, that's just how life is. You know, you can't live your life like having other people dictate what, what you want to do, you know, know. but we, love you know, I, I've been, yeah, to... we love telling people what to yeah. do, but I mean, I, I have people tell me what not to do and I still did it anyway and I've gone through shit, but you know, you become a stronger person because of it always. Yeah. So imagine growing up doing exactly what everyone told you to do and avoiding doing those things you wanted to do yeah 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 absolutely I just think about all my friends that do that and all my friends that are afraid to take risks and do Mm -hmm. things my um when I first started this I didn't this is like two months old I think Mm -hmm. by this point um and when I made the Instagram and I put out the first episode I was looking through who looked through my stories on Instagram yeah I was, I was bored and who doesn't stalk themselves oh sometimes. yeah everyone does that yeah yeah and I saw um I saw like six people and it was six people I used to be best friends with um all throughout high school and um through uh freshman and sophomore year of college it became the most toxic uh, friendship and they all turned on me and it was like a huge thing and that traumatized me for yeah. I still have nightmares about them like they mentally destroyed me wow. for the longest time they just love gossiping I hope they're better uh, people yeah. now but yeah. the, the fact that I went through my story and I saw every single one of them in a row had looked at my story none of them followed me but they all looked at my story at the same <laughs> I time I love that <laughs> yeah yeah so I was just like they're all, well, it was during COVID, so I don't know what they were doing, but they're all sitting somewhere talking about me 
And I got so insecure for a second because I just thought about all those times they made me feel so bad about myself. And I wasn't the best person either when the downfall happened, I guess. But they've always been about tearing people down. Uh, yeah. Behind, behind their backs, of course. They would never yeah, say something to their face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would say, like, you're doing something right then if that was happening. Like, just, like, starting a sex ed page in itself is powerful, you know, because it's not, like, something that people normally do and you know people who are going to be afraid of things that they don't you know understand so that's what they probably are but you know literally don't give a shit like I've had people talk about me probably uh because of my I started a sex ed page you know and everything like that and I wanted to do that but like gives a shit you know like you're you're educating people you're like doing good work and like if they don't like if they're going to talk shit about that, then they need to, like, reassess their priorities. For I know. Sure. If they're still yeah. talking about me, then have you grown at all? Like, that, we we're, we haven't talked to each other in, like, three and a half years. <laughs> Are wow. you still talking and to me? still stalking, like, yeah. basically. Yeah, just let them. On. Like, you have, you have a choice. Like, you can let them kind of, like, see, like, how well you're doing or, you know, like, block them, whatever you whatever you decide to do. But... I personally like to just let them look. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I do that, too. <laughs> because, yeah, I like to, you know, especially, Block- you know, you're on you're on the up and up, you know, yeah. being successful, then, yeah, absolutely. As long as they're not actively harassing you. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't see a point in blocking because blocking them just shows that they're they're winning in a way. Yeah, you're they're getting you're getting they're getting under your skin. That's probably what they wanted. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, think- yeah, don't give them the satisfaction. Um, yeah, I, with this podcast, I wish I would have started it earlier because it's become more of a thing now to have those, um, uh, I guess sex positive Instagram and sex Mm -hmm. positive, um, podcasts. And I've been wanting to start a podcast for, well, technically since middle school, but the topic I've been wanting to do for two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had the name in my head for the past year and a half. And I'm just like, I just need to start it. I just need to start it. I just need to start it. And then I saw these other podcasts kind of pop up and the other Instagram yeah. accounts pop up. And I'm just like, then I felt discouraged because I'm like, they're already out yeah. there. Like, I don't need to do this. And then during a quarantine, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do this. Yeah, perfect Why time. Not? It's for me. Like, at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it's, well, I want to, I guess, spread out my roots to other people, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I hope you can join me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like imposter syndromes for real, like real, you know, on the, on, on Instagram and, you know, but we always need more sex educators out there. Um, because there's never enough, you know, um, I had that too, for sure. Like I, yeah, I had imposter syndrome. I mean, I still have it. I don't like, I'm like cured of it or whatever. I feel like we're always going to have it, but like, I always find a lot of Instagram accounts like are really encouraging with that. You know, they'll say like, you know, I get, everybody gets imposter syndrome, you know, everybody, somebody who has a million followers gets imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? So it's like, just like focus on like the good that you can do and then like, just do it, you know, just start it. Like I was hesitant on starting a blog and everything. And now I'm actually might start a YouTube channel. I'm not hundred percent sure yet have a little like corner in my, my new bedroom that's like dedicated for that kind of space. And when I do like IGTVs and stuff, it'll have like 
That'd be so cute. So with Lindsay, you know, like all that stuff. All I got prints and stuff for it. But like, yeah, you just got to like just start it. You know, like don't worry if it's perfect. I have that problem. And I know a really awesome sex educator. Their name's um, Cameron Glover. What's 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 their name on? They they have a podcast called Sex Ed in Color. I'm pretty sure. And they're a sex ed business coach. And they talk about like all it all the time, like imposter syndrome and like just put it out there. It doesn't need to be perfect, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you learn along the way, like you improve, you get better. That's always been, um, an insecurity of mine with anything I do. I've always Mm -hmm. been afraid to start because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, exactly. And then when I do start, I get discouraged because I'm not the best of the best. I'm not like the people that's been doing it (laughs) like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, why am I not like them? Oh wait, I started a week ago and they've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah, so I've had to keep that in mind even through this. Um, I'll just get discouraged sometimes. So I'm like, I literally started this two months ago. Like, just keep going. You'll get better. Keep going. You'll get better at your posts. You'll get better at your words. You'll learn what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, The I have a set because eventually my plan is also have um, it be a just a video podcast that would be put on YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. So it'd be the same thing. It would just be like if we were together on a set, I would just post it. Yeah. Um, I have in my apartment a little set that I use to uh, record podcasts. I just don't put visuals up yet, but Mm -hmm. it's like a nice blue couch and I have like sex, like letters right behind me. I'm going to, I'm going to do more. I just don't know what yet. But I'm excited to like yeah. slowly build my little set. And um, since Columbus is a big city, I assume I'll meet people that would want to do it with me. Like eventually I want to get a co-host, Absolutely. have them do it with me yeah, and have guests from there. So I'm just trying to visualize that. And I'm like, you just have to do the work to get there. You can- it just won't yeah. happen. You have to be consistent. I know. Yeah. Just got to like try something. Even if it's just like starting small, it's always going to be like beneficial in the long run. You know, like even me just like. I started a year ago, like literally a year ago, like since like around maybe a little less than a year ago, but like, I'm thinking like my birthday's next month. And I think I started around my birthday. So just like, yeah, like about a year ago. And, you know, I still have a ton of stuff that I want to do, but you can't accomplish a lot. Like I was able to get into a master's program in a year, you know, yeah, because I was like decided like, this is what I'm going to do, you know? And, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I, like, you just have to, like, learn the, like, small steps it takes to, to do it. Just even starting something, you know. Yeah. And that's exactly, like, what you're doing, you know. And if you want to, like, build, you know, like, your podcast individually, that's, like, what – individual is what you have, too. Like, all you have to do is buy a camera, basically, or use your yeah. – like, use your computer. You got it. Exactly. It's already exactly. there. Yeah. Just baby steps. I think it's hard sometimes just doing it on your own and having to – uh push yourself um and there's not always people (laughs) there to push you I mean since you've only had it a year and it's doing great like um it looks very I mean it looks very professional it's not like you're just I don't know putting canva (laughs) oh really I use um yeah what do I use I use pixart okay I think I don't know if I know that one I love canva dude I had, did I have that? I think it's honestly the same thing, just a different It is 
probably the same thing. Yeah. yeah, and just buying the domain name was the biggest investment I made. And it's not that expensive, honestly, you know? Yeah. Um, and Wix, like, I have, like, Wix as a, plat- as a like, website platform. And just, it, like, like, lets you able – you're, you're able to do things without coding or anything. So it's, like, fairly easy and everything like that. So, yeah, it's definitely doable for sure. And I had, like, my blog was, like, totally different at one point. I, re- I changed the theme, honestly, three times. Huh. Now this is sticking because I really like this one. But, I don't know, I was getting the imposter syndrome. And I was like – I need to change things. I don't like the way they look. I hate it. But now I'm like, okay, I need to stick with this theme now. Yeah. Okay. My laptop's about to die. I'm about to. Oh, no. It's okay. And actually, I do need to look at my, okay, I'm at 15% on my phone and I can't plug it in because I have my headphones in. We're about to wrap it up anyway, so that's, this okay. works. I just want to make sure it's at 1%, so. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, going to die, like, right before yeah. we end off. Yeah. My, the laptop lasts two seconds. My phone lasts for, like, hours, I swear, on 1%. Yeah, it's so weird. But it dies at, obviously, the most crucial times um, <laughs> when, I, when I'm on Always. a phone call or I'm just, like, it's when I don't need it that it lasts forever. But I guess that makes exactly. sense. It's very um, true. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess we can kind of start wrapping things up. Um, is, I mean, is there anything you want to – oh, wait. No, I don't want to wrap it up. The good thing about editing is that I can cut things out. We're almost done, though. Um, yes. When you said Wix, I had my senior year of high school, I um, I decided to make a website through Weebly, which is, like, the same thing as Wix. Um, yes. And it was, like, the coolest thing ever, having those platforms. There's no coding involved. You can create, like... Mm-hmm. I'm not getting sponsored. I wish I was, but I know. <laughs> you can create like a really, <laughs> yeah. a really nice website through those. Um, that's another goal of mine eventually is to do that. And it, yeah, you're right. It's not that expensive to uh, buy your domain name. Um, Especially if it's like uncommon kind of, I'm sure yeah. yours will be, you know, like it's not that expensive at all. No. So yeah, that's another thing I'm, I'm looking at just as long as I have those goals and I'm trying to pursue it, hopefully I'll get there one day as long as I don't quit. And like, same thing for you, uh, just keep pursuing. And now you're going to end up paying for an education. So you have to, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to be paying a lot of money for it. So I'm going to have to keep it up. (laughs) Yeah. Force yourself. Um, I'm going to college for, I haven't graduated yet because I'm taking my sweet old time, but, um, do it. Yeah. I'm going to college for, uh, business right now business administration and I've had these marketing classes and trying to do this stuff on Instagram and like figure out my brand I wish I would have paid more attention in some of those classes (laughs) yeah I feel like I would have learned more but luckily I'm still in college so I can take more classes I can exactly yeah yeah find a mentor too someone who can like help you with marketing or something I know I hope so I'm hoping so like I have a lot of friends that have a lot of talents my one friend's an artist I want to eventually I guess hire her to do some stuff yeah um but I just need to get somewhere get to a certain point before I start asking I guess but um I guess we'll kind of wrap up with uh again you can kind of say who you are again and um your general message for people being a sex educator Hmm. okay I guess the general message would be for for me was is uh don't be afraid to talk about sex don't be afraid to talk about injustice don't be afraid to speak out against injustice and 
just we need people, especially now, to be allies and advocates um, and speak up on behalf of marginalized communities. So my name is Lindsay. I'm a sex educator, and you can find me on Instagram at sexedwithlindsay. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And my website is the same, sexedwithlindsay.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was really fun talking to you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Don't, don't roast to death. I'll try to do the same. And I guess we'll continue yes. educating and learning and doing our best. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Bye.